Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back in here to the 10 of 12 podcast. I am your host, Ryan Gilbert. Today here on the show, we've got former K-State basketball player Thomas Gibson standing by to talk about the team, the struggles, the the Weber situation. Should he be fired? Should K-State keep him? We'll be talking about all that stuff here today on the 10 of 12 podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at 10 of 12 podcast. I'd appreciate that very much. You can stay up to date with everything going on around the league. Basically here with Gibson, we'll be kind of getting his perspective on on who Weber is as a person on and off the court. He's been there. He's done that. He's been inside of the locker room. So he knows who he is as a coach and how he coaches um, and maybe some of the things that Weber can correct moving forward to make sure that there is no more rebuilds in Manhattan. But without further ado, let's bring in Thomas Gibson here. Thomas, how's it going today? What's up? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How you been? Are you back in, uh, you're back in the States now, right? You were in Mexico last year? Took a little break. We got out the uh, we got out of the playoffs first round. You know, I was supposed to go back, uh, Mexico here. I think like February. You know, for my family, for my mental health, and uh, just to get my, uh, my my business going. You know, I'm partnered with a company that uh, ultimately teaches people you know how to make money from their phone. You know, and so uh, I'm taking that a little bit serious just to set my foundation up for my family, and then. Um, I'll get back into basketball, you know, when it's when I think of it more as a hobby and not a job, you know. So, mm-hmm. yep, I'm I'm here in Texas right now. You're gonna play next season then, or no? Um, probably. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, gotcha. I, I plan on going back to Mexico here in August, but um, like I said, we'll we'll see. I can't. I'm not forcing anything at this point. I'm just I'm just taking it what the universe gives me mm-hmm. right now. Good stuff, man. Um, let's start it off with, with talking about Coach Weber, man. There's a lot of people unhappy with him and calling for his firing. What would be your message to someone who's saying that? Um, a lot of people got to chill. A lot of people got to chill. Um, I understand the passion that goes behind, you know, K-State basketball. I'm not knocking that at all, you know. But um, just a call for my man's, just a call for my man's firing is just, I just – I just feel like there a lot of people aren't understanding like you know what, everything that goes on within especially during this time like it's a lot of stuff that's going on uh, as far as covid you know injuries you know and ultimately they're young like this is a young team a young ass team that that's getting together like throughout the whole summer they barely could you know work out like that you know what i'm saying like they had to do separate workouts so the camaraderie wasn't even there, you know, like they had to, they, they made best, you know, they did, you know, what they had to do, you know, in the situation that they're in, you know what I'm saying? So they would have to do, you know, sectional workouts and everything, split the groups up and they never could play five on five. And that's, and that's a lot of things that people don't really understand is that, you know, the, the camaraderie and the relationship happens 
you know, before, you know, uh, the season, you know what I'm saying? That happens in the summertime, you know, that happens when everybody's together and, and there's nobody on campus. And now, you know, y'all chilling in the dorms or in the apartments or everything, or, you know, y'all having fun, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all in the gym together. Like they couldn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they couldn't do any of that. Like everybody was quarantined in their own apartments. Like, nope. Like this person couldn't go, go hang out with this person. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was separated. So in situations like that, that's tough. You know, that's tough to, to, to build that relationship, especially for young players. You know what I'm saying? Like, they needed they need to be around they needed to be around each other more you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like they needed that but i mean like i said bro covid covid like <laughs> covid is messing a lot of things up and i think a lot of people are just taking their frustrations out on weber and this team and not really understanding the or or noticing the bigger picture of it all there's always a bigger picture to everything you know there's a bigger picture to everything and and i like i said i just think people aren't seeing some people are i think some i think the few people that are really supporting and standing up for this team you know when they're down and, and they're making pushes and they see the little things in basketball you know like everybody just sees like the end results you know, I, and I think KC said that, like, in the interview. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not really keeping up with it too much. But, um, again, like, people, a lot of people just see the end results and they're like, oh, they suck. Like, oh, this is trash. Yada, yada. Fire, Bruce. No, man. No. Like, that's, that, I think that's really whack. You know, just because, like I said, people don't see, you know, what they had to do in the summers and, you know, their workouts in preseason and, you know, people are sick, people are hurt, you know, it's a lot of factors that, that went into this season, you know, and I don't think it's just necessarily right, you know, for Weber to be like targeted like that, mm -hmm. you know, and like, I don't, I, I just don't think it's right at all, you know, especially in the, in a, like I said, in a, in a time like this. How would you go about justifying this season as well as last season? I mean, these are two of the worst seasons since World War II. How do you go about defending Bruce and what you know how the, how this has gone out? Um, I think ultimately it's just like I said, just understanding the position that we're in. You know, we just came like we had the that special Elite Eight run. You know, mm -hmm. and you know we had a we had a real dynasty team you know Barry X you know Cardi before he left like that was a really special team you know and everybody had the pieces well you know people leave people graduate and that and that's fine you know what i'm saying like it happens so now from a coach's perspective like you have to rebuild you have to rebuild like you know, every dynasty falls at some point. You know, I'm not even like, I'm not even talking about KU or anything like that because we know KU cheats. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> right on, man, right on, huh? <laughs> right on. Yeah, like, like we know that everybody knows that. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? But true dynasties, like that, that, that have a foundation of trust and honesty. You know what I'm saying? And and leadership, like true leadership and not just, you know, paying people off, paying kids off or anything like that. Like true dynasties, like they fall sometimes mm -hmm. and that's okay. 
that's cool. So now as a coach, you know, you know, Coach Southwell, you know, Coach Henderson, all of everybody, Lowry, Weber, like they, they're in the rebuilding process, you know, and that rebuilding, it takes time. It don't happen. Like, like I say this a lot, you know, everybody wants that popcorn results. And it's not it's it's not always like that. It's never gonna be like that. If you want if you want results fast like that, then that's that's whack. You know, in anything. Like even the microwave. I don't I don't use a microwave because microwave is nasty. That's the microwave results. Like it's it's not good for you. So it's just like it's just like now, like, you know, y'all want these what y'all what y'all want them guys to do. <laughs> like what y'all want what y'all want them guys to do, these young guys to do when they haven't like I said, they haven't really been together like that. They haven't really sat down and talked with each other like that until the season started and maybe before preseason, you know, like it's okay. Like everybody needs to chill because from what I've seen in the summer and what we have and and I know the people that are coming in, like <laughs> everybody's going to shift everybody's going to love Mm K-State. And I just don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all have to, like, people have to be able to stick with these guys, you know, through the rough times. You know what I'm saying? Like, people have to be able to stick through all these losses so that when next year and the year after that, when they win the Big 12, you know what I'm saying, or they win the Big 12 tournament or anything like that, like, y'all see the process of it. Again, it's all a process. You want to be in the oven. You know what I'm saying? You want to bake that cake. You don't want to put that cake in the microwave. It's not going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to bake that cake, let it let it let it be in there for for 30, 45 minutes or whatever and then just see the process grow. As you see that cake grow, you'll be like, "Damn, this is going to be a good cake." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This team is going to be a great team, yo. There's a lot of studs on this team, but they're young and they don't have a lot of um they don't have a lot of uh what do you call it? experience. They don't they didn't have that. They don't have that yet. But the fact that these guys, the young guys, they're playing 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying? They're getting a lot of exposure, you know, like when they're juniors, my God, like what are they what are y'all gonna say then? You know what I'm saying? Like and a lot of people just don't understand that, you know. So um yeah. Uh you talked about COVID a little bit here, but I don't think people like really grasp how tough it is without that off season and getting to mesh with your class and and get to know them and practice with them. Can you imagine for yourself your freshman year when you came in and you couldn't have full practices, you couldn't go out, you couldn't go to normal classes? How tough would that have been for you? And how you know I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but just how hard is it, man? Because COVID obviously nowadays can be an excuse for everything. But for yourself, if you were a freshman going in there, how tough would that be? No, I would have been messed up. I would have been messed up. You, I mean, you got to see. Sorry, that's my wife's. Uh, you good, man. Alone. But um, you got to see, like, they're all coming in from, what, out of state, maybe except Luke. He's from Missouri, like, but yeah. Yeah, okay. So close enough. But, like, they're all out of, they're all coming out of state. They're all coming to a, a another uh, uncharted territory, basically. You know, still, and these kids are still young, still trying to learn about themselves, still trying to learn, you know, what they want in life. And then, you know, you can't, like, they're they're not able to, like I said, be around each other like that at all. 
you know, they have mm-hmm. all these rules, all all this mask stuff and all these protocols that they have to follow. You know, being young like that, I, I think for me, that would have probably messed me up, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a little bit just mentally and psychologically. You know what I'm saying? These guys are doing workouts with masks on. Like, come on. You know, like it's just it's just a different era. And I think, like I said, people just have to understand the uh, the bigger picture of it all because they're isolated humans. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not good. Like it's not good to be isolated. Yeah, they might have the people in the in the dorm room with them or their roommate and everything. But I mean, that's the only person that they're building a relationship with. You know, like that's the only person. But you know, as a big man, I want to develop my relationship with the point guard. I want to spend time with the point guard. You know what I'm saying? I want to know his likes and dislikes. And I want to talk about basketball. I want to pick their brains. They don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? True camaraderie comes, you know, after practices, you know, when everybody's tired and everybody be like, yo, damn, my bad. That, that workout was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Or or after practice when they're in the locker room and everybody's laughing and giggling and everything. It's I'm sure it's quiet. Because mm-hmm. it's only like three, four people. And you're talking <laughs> to the same three, four people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't you don't get that whole like you don't get that whole team together. And that's and that I'm, yo, that will mess me up, honestly. Like it honestly would, you know. And like I said, just doing the same workouts with the same guys every time, you know, weightlifting, you know, on the court everything being in the same position. I don't even think they did like combo workouts, you know, as far as like guards and bigs. So that, like I said, or, or like wings and bigs or wings and guards, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, a, like I said, it's just a lot of factors that go into it that people are not understanding, you know, like they, they're generally not seeing it. And I don't think they take these little, these little factors, like all those little things like make, a big difference in winning <laughs> like it does so yeah what would you say is is bruce weber's biggest strength as a coach mentor or person weber's biggest strength yeah uh, um i think his patience mm-hmm. i think his patience yeah um you know uh and him being able to, you know, break things down and and honestly, just being a decent human being. You know, so many coaches, you know, they'll get on you for sure. Constructive criticism is necessary, you know what I'm saying? But they don't really get on you like why they're getting on you. You know, there's so many times where, you know, Weber had got on me, you know, but then, you know, after practice just um, he'll explain why, like why he needs me to be the man that I that I that he needed, you know, for the team, the leader. Um, from what I've seen, is a lot of coaches don't do that and take the time and patience to do that with each, with each and every like child. You know, there'll be times uh, when I was in school with him. You know, everybody had a meeting with him. You know, once every one two weeks or something like that. You know, and and just to and, and being in those meetings, like. You know, you could see that he actually cared. It wasn't a meeting just to have the meeting. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It wasn't a, it, it wasn't for that. You know, he generally wanted to know what was going on in your life. You know, how are you doing here? What's going on there? You know what I'm saying? And you know, the funny thing is, 
I'm 28 years old and I've graduated 2015. I still go up there and he calls me in that office. Well, not now because obviously COVID and everything, but I would still go up there. I sit down in his office. He would talk to me, see what I'm doing, how's overseas, what's going on, how's my wife, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. he would still do that. Like, I'm, and I was, <laughs> I would still feel like that college kid again, you know what I'm saying? Just because, like, I know, I know he truly cares about me, you know what I'm saying? And even everybody else, Lowry, like, you know what I'm saying? Jermaine, Coach Henderson, you know, and you already know my brother Shane. So, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> that's, that's still just family. So the fact that, you know, they, he has Weber, he has that time and patience to do that. It, it, it means a lot, you know, and, and anytime he's, anytime he's going off in practices, he'll say, man, listen, I'm genuinely just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help you. And, and I don't think like, okay, obviously you should care about, you know, winning and losing, you know, you should, you should want to win more than you lose. But like I said, there's, you know, you, you lose, like, it's okay. Like, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily care or like he'll never go back to like the drawing board and like be mad at people for losing you know like he'll take ownership you know for the loss you know i remember um i remember when i got when i had a concussion you know and uh and we lost you know what i'm saying it was, to northern colorado you know like he 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 blamed himself he blamed himself, and that was a bad game. We should have not lost that game, you know. But um, again, like I said, it goes—it just goes back to Weber's just overall just being a decent human being, and that's why I don't like—I mm -hmm. don't like how people be talking about him on Twitter because yeah. nobody yeah. knows, nobody generally knows him. Nobody even took the time, you know, to to really you know know that man and obviously nobody really has the time except you know if you're in athletics or anything like that but that's why I, that's why I, like i back him up so much on twitter and like that staff because it's just like bro y'all don't know you know what i'm saying y'all don't know what he does for the kids y'all don't know you know like i said everything he does y'all don't know so i mean i'll be i have a shield for my man's weapon like I, I love that man you know what i'm saying I, he changed my life he changed my life for sure <laughs> I remember he, he used to call me Igor. Tigor, Tigor, Igor, what's that that little grouchy uh thing on um <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? He used to call me that. Uh-huh. He used to call me that. And I because I would generally be mad for no reason. But it's like well, he was like, Well, what the hell are you mad at? What are you mad at? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he called me out like after <laughs> practice, like, yo, what are you mad at right now? How can you be mad? You're blessed. You playing basketball. You're doing something you love. You got friends and, and, and support all around you. What are you mad at? And from there on out, I'll never forget it. I changed my whole attitude. You know, I was always from then on out. I was always a happy, energetic guy. You know, so yeah, that's why I, that's why I back him up so much. Mm -hmm. So you played for Frank for one year, and then and then Bruce for your final three seasons in Manhattan. Uh, what was it that, that Weber kind of pitched to you and, and not only yourself, but, you know, guys like Shane and Angel and Martavius to stay? Um, what what made you want to stay and play for him? Because you guys could have taken the easy way out and you could have went back home to, to Texas or something, be home with your family or go wherever Frank went. What made you guys want to stay there at Kansas State? Uh, you know, it was actually funny, you know, when we when I found out, I'm, I'm just being totally transparent. When I found out that Frank was leaving – 
and uh, they hired Weber. I sent out a tweet. I'm like, man, I'd rather have Brad Underwood. Like, I, like being young dummy, being on Twitter, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. like not not knowing anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, but like, I, I I still like regret that to this day. Um, I stayed. I think honestly, I didn't stay because of Weber. Like, I stayed because I was tired of running. I feel like. So, like, I played football, like, when I was a young boy, but, like, I didn't like the sport, so I ran from it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a job at this place called Minyards, not Menards. A lot of people messed that <laughs> up when I was in college. Not Menards, but Minyards. It was a grocery store here in Dallas. Um, I didn't like it, and I ran from it, you know. Um, I feel like I ran honestly from a lot of things and so uh i stayed because i I was tired of running and i just said okay i'm gonna make the best of this situation i don't want to look for schools i could probably go you know to a here there i can go home or whatever i could go with frank you know but i was like yeah nah i'm gonna stay i'm gonna commit to k-state you know what i'm saying i love k-state my freshman year was a blast so I, I didn't want to feel like a freshman or whatever, like all over again. You know what I'm saying? So I stayed. I, I really stayed for me. You know, um, Frank was my guy. I had Frank for one year, obviously. Um, I love Frank. I still do. He the one that put me in the door. And I forever, him and Matt Figgs, I forever appreciate them, you know, showing me Kansas State and what the Octagon of Doom is really about and the atmosphere and and just the university as a whole, like, I'll never forget that. But, um, I mean, Bruce had me for three years, you know, and it was tough. It was on me a lot my sophomore year with him. Um, I had to lose weight. You know, I was doing a lot of extra stuff uh, to main, not to maintain, but to, you know, lose that weight. And um, he was just on me. And and one thing I learned is that, you know, people are on you like that and they're getting on you all the time, hounding you, you know, cussing you out. Like they care, they care and they just want to see the best for you, you know? And so um, that led to my, you know, junior, senior year, like just being the best person that I can be for him, you know? So uh, there was, there was really no, there was really no reason. I mean, he wasn't the reason that I stayed. Like that was that was just something for me. If it if it was if it was any other coach that came in here, I probably would have stayed too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just yeah. because, like I said, it was more of a personal thing for me is to just stop running from stuff. You you guys made the NCAA tournament each of your three seasons, and then that last season things kind of went downhill a little bit. And that's what Weber critics will be quick to bring up is how. He kind of lost control of the locker room a little bit there, and then same thing kind of happened last season. So how tough was it to go out that way? Um, and also I was just kind of wanting you to address maybe that issue that Weber does have with maintaining and keeping his players in check. Um, so, like, in that, in that sense, during those times, obviously it was tough, you know, um, 
it definitely did. I definitely didn't finish out my senior year how, how I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we okay, if we're being honest, man, like, like he lost it. He lost control of the locker room, um, and he kind of, he kind of put it on me to because uh, I was a, I was always the biggest person, obviously, and. Um, and just that vocal leader, he kind of put it on me to be the leader in the locker room. And at that time, I was just like, man, damn that. Like, I got to focus on myself. You know, I got to, mm-hmm. you know, I, wanna, I I have aspirations, you know, to continue to play ball. So I just wanted the best opportunity possible, you know. And I always personally thought that it should have been his job to do it you know, and everybody else's job, but, um, they got soft. They got soft on them. And I mean, it ultimately works out. It ultimately worked out, you know, the way it was supposed to work out. You know, I, I'll never say like, I wish I could go back and, and, and change everything. Nah, man, you don't want to do that because you don't, you don't know where you end up at right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, he lost control you know, and I think they know, like I've talked to Marcus, like I talked to Wes, you know, Wes is very sick. Look, they're both very successful where they at. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Wes is in the A right now. He's up the street, you know, like <laughs> we're both from Dallas. He's up the street. I'm probably going to link up with him soon. And, you know, Marcus is in yearly. So these were, these were very, very special players that we had. It was just the division in the locker room. And, um, with Marcus and Wes being young studs, when when the younger freshman guys came in, they followed Marcus and Wes. Yeah. They didn't listen to me and Nino because we was the old heads that, you know, was on them too heavy. You know what I'm saying? Nigel was a young Nigel was a star too. Nigel's killing right now. Nigel is killing overseas. I think he's in Kosovo right now. He just won the MVP. Like, so these were all great players, but again, it's all like how you have the camaraderie of it all. We were just all divided. Um, I remember uh, one time uh, me and Marcus got into it. You know what I'm saying? We got into it bad. And then Weber wanted me to take him out to eat. I'm like, what? Like why? Am I, why would I take him out to eat? That ain't my job to take mm-hmm. this young boy out to eat. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just, that was just, that's that's just what it was. Like, and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, but <laughs> I kind of wish I did. You know, um, because at the end of the day, I needed him. He needed me. Uh, and I got into it with West too. Me and West got into it with each other. Um. It was, it was, it was my new, it was after film, you know, but me and him got into it. I got into it with a lot of them guys, Nigel as well, you know, and I think personally, I handled it the wrong way. You know, at the end of the end, regardless if, uh, regardless of what Weber told me, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't see the bigger picture of it all. You know, like, you know, if I would have really genuinely put my arm around, you know, Wes and Marcus, you know, we, we probably would have had a big run or we probably would have did 
a lot better than what we did. Um, but I didn't do that. It's not necessarily Weber's fault. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I think, and he thinks, I mean, and he knows that, you know, he kind of softened up after my sophomore year. You know, a lot of them did. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Like, like I said, I'm not the one to go back and change anything, you know. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much it. Like, that was just, that was more so me and Nino, you know, having and doing our own path. And then the young guys, you know, doing their own thing too. But, I mean, it was a lot more younger guys than older guys. So, you know, it is what it is. Moving forward, let's go next season. What's a, a good goal for K-State to have for fans to be happy? Is it the NCAA tournament, or do you think that these guys still need some more time to grow? Uh, I think they still need more time. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have any expectations for these guys just because like they're still young. Even I, I remember when I was a sophomore, like they're still young. Um, obviously, they definitely need to do better than what they've done last year. I mean, what they're doing this year. Like, I mean, we all know that, you know. But at the same time, like, give them time. You know what I'm saying? Be patient with these guys. You know. Um, I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna give them though. I'm not gonna give them any expectation. You know, like they're gonna do better. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna do better. So, you know, I think especially when COVID lets up and you know they're able to, they've had that camaraderie now throughout the season. They had the ups and downs. They're having a lot of team meetings. You know, like they're gonna be fine. Um, I mean, they. I mean, even them getting like you know, being even, like being even in the record, like splitting the records like i don't know i don't know you know what i'm saying i'm i'm honestly not going to give them any expectations or fans you know expectations of what needs to be done just because like it's not up to us you know because you 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 having expectations like that you know and they don't exceed the expectations it's just like well they failed no no they didn't you know they didn't fail you know they just didn't meet your standards you know and that's that's an ego thing for you like that's not that's not that's not us yeah, that's all though, bro. <laughs> Got Sorry, you. No, you're good. Man. Let's switch gears and, and talk about uh, let's talk about Nigel Pack first. He seems to be the superstar of the class. What do you see in him, and what are his biggest strengths on the court? Uh, I think him being able to shoot the ball, you know, and 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 being able to create, you know, for everybody else, and and just being a floor general, and understanding. Okay, well, I got to get my guys going. I got to get my guys going and, you know, I think he's real good at picking and choosing when to attack for himself and when to get other guys going. I think he recognizes who has the hot hand. Um, and I think he recognizes, you know, when to feed the big man, which is very appreciative. Um, I think, I think, I, <laughs> I think he's going to be real good. Like, I mean, he already is real good, but, um, you know, him being the, the, the point guard, um, he's going to lead this team to a lot of wins in the near future. We talked before the season about Davion Bradford. You said he was going to be the best freshman, and he's got some big league, uh, you know, NBA potential. What have you seen out of him? Oh, uh, I mean, like I, I mean, he's been he's been good so far for being a freshman. You know, it's a lot of little things that need to be tweaked, obviously. You know, but again, he's young. You know, so once he, you know, keeps if when he keeps legs under him and 
and he knows uh, the little tedious details that need to be known. So, um, I, I, I generally think he's on the right track. I generally think he's on the right track. Like, there's, there's nothing that he needs to do <laughs> like different, you know. Like, I, I wholeheartedly think none of them need to do anything different. You know, they're just, it's just all experience, time, things I must experience. That's what time is. Like, so they're experiencing mm-hmm. all this stuff now. And when the right thing, when the right moment comes up, boom, like, they're going to be clicking, you know? So, yeah, it's cool. I, feel, I stand straight. You, you talked about how you can't always be good. You're going to have your good seasons and you're going to go down and have your rebuilds. But what does Coach Weber have to do to, uh, moving forward here, I don't know if it'll be you know three seasons from now when I guess four seasons when when Pack and and Bradford graduate. But moving forward, what what's the biggest key for Weber to kind of avoid that rebuild? You're going to have the rebuilds, but the ugly rebuilds where you kind of lose your players um, and start from square one. What does he need to avoid to not let that happen? Um, it's a good question. What does he need to avoid? Um. <clears throat> I think everybody I don't know, man. That's a, that was a good one. I think I think everything is going how it's supposed to go. And that's not like a generic answer. You know, I think they're bringing in a lot of key pieces as far as like their recruiting class. Um you know, and I think they just need to I think he just needs to ultimately just keep that team together. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know who's in. I don't, nobody. I don't think anybody's talking about transferring or anything like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I doubt that they that they are. Um, but I just think he needs to keep the team together. You know, do more. I think. I think. Um, do more things outside of basketball together. You know, maybe. But again. Like, what can you do right now because of COVID? Yeah, yeah. You understand? Like, you could barely go out to eat, you know, together. And it, and it be and it will be a ton of us, you know. You can't even do that, you know. So it's a really, really tricky time and era, you know, in college basketball. So I think and, – and, and, you know, overall, like, I think the kids trust him. You know, he developed that trust with, uh, with those kids – so, um, to be honest, which I can't even give you really an answer on that. Like, I, I generally think, like, they're okay, you know? If you could go into that locker room today, or let's say after, let's say after a tough loss that the, the young guys have, what would your message be to those guys? It's, it's so, like, it's okay. Like, obviously, guys need to do better. Obviously, guys can't be losing like this. I understand. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, trust the process. Keep it going. You know, keep working hard. I know these. I know those guys are working hard. You know, like, you know, keep putting that keep putting that foot on the pedal, like at 100 percent, you know, in everything that you do and the results will come. You know, like I said, everything takes time. You know, things I must experience things they must experience you know um i will wholeheartedly just hug every last one of them and let them know like yo listen get off of get off of twitter like mm-hmm. focus focus harder focus more i don't know who's on twitter i don't you know what i'm saying but right now that ain't the place that's not the place to be you know um 
And I would say at the end of the day, you know, the guys in the locker room are the guys that you need to focus on. You know, everybody needs to pour into each other. You know, everybody needs to get on each other. You know, when you see the 10th guy lacking, you know, get on him because he matters just as much as the first guy. He matters just as much as the head coach, you know. Um, and and, and I, I, their defense has been really good, right? Like, I feel like their defense has been straight. Obviously, you know, um, like with the play hard chart and everything, there's there's more emphasis on it. But, like, it's – I'm I'm looking at it from a from a player standpoint. Those guys are fine. Like they are okay. They are where they need to be right now because they're going to remember all this losing. They're going to remember all of this and then they're going to really turn it up in the summer. You know what I'm saying? And this is all going to be in their minds the whole summer. You know, and and leading up ultimately like to next year and they're going to be great. They're mm-hmm. going to be great. They're going to be good. Like they're okay. I, I, like, I, like, honestly, I'm not the guy to go into the locker room and say, hey, y'all, y'all need to step it the F up and y'all are disappointing us and we look bad. K-State looks horrible. No, no, that ain't those kids are already going through enough losing. <laughs> you don't like it's OK. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they know, like no matter what, you know, Twitter and everybody says, like they know what's up. You know what I'm saying? It's just all timing. It's just all timing. I even, I mean, I talk to some of them guys and I, I tell them I'm proud of them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I still show them love. You know, I still, I still back up those guys, you know what I'm saying, till I roll in the grave. Like, they're good. They're good. They are good. It's, a, it's just a lot of outside influence, inf- like not influences, but like, like I said, like COVID is messing a lot of stuff up and mm-hmm. people don't really realize it. You know what I'm saying? Like, these kids are good. They're good. Everybody need to chill. You can't like I'll never like I said, I'll never be that person to go in the locker room and just cuss them out and leave and act like I did something. No, no, (laughs) that don't work all the time. You know what I'm saying? That don't work for everybody. You know, like I would talk to them. I would probably talk to them like individually and see what's going on, where their mindset is at, how they feel, if they feel depressed. You know what I'm saying? If they going through mental health problems, you don't know. Like and that's the thing, a lot of people don't know, so they when they, so they when they be talking when they be talking shit on Twitter, they don't know what they doing. They don't know what they doing to these kids. I remember when I was a freshman, you know what I'm saying, and I would go on Twitter. It it was it was every time I would log on to Twitter after a game, if I had a bad game, it was a self, it was literally a self destruct button mm-hmm. ha- waiting to happen yeah. because everybody's waiting to put their opinions and cast their insecurities on a team on a young team. You know what I'm saying. And, and not really understand what's going on. Everybody's quick to do that. You know what I'm saying? I see this shit. I've, I, I've, been, a, I've been a part of it. I've seen it. And that's why I was getting on some people on Twitter the other day. Mm-hmm. Hey, because you're all you're doing is just casting insecurities on to that, per, to that team for no reason. When you should honestly take a mirror, look at yourself and process what's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Why you put so much emphasis on a team that's losing and now everything you should just go back to the drawing board and and just do everything over bring bring a whole new coach in bring all new players in so what happens if that happens and they lose again you're not going to be you're not going to be satisfied you, when are you ever satisfied with anything you know what i'm saying that's why you people got to look in the mirror i got on that i got on that kid the other day bro because like 
uh, some some kid on Twitter, you know what I'm saying, about that. Because, like, yo, bro, you not you not helping the team going on K-State men's basketball Twitter page and and saying, you boys need to do this, you boys need to do that. Who, first off, who's a boy? <laughs> These are grown-ass men. These are men. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These are men in the making, regardless if they're in college or not. These are men. You know what I'm saying? So, like, these men are okay. They're fine. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff going on. Would you say it's fair to say that Bruce Weber needs to do a better job with his actual recruiting? Like, some people would say that, you know, some kids that come to Manhattan from day one, it's just never it's never going to work out for them. Would you say that that's fair, or is it just a matter of maybe those players developing an attitude when they get to K-State and Weber not doing a good enough job keeping them in check? Um, okay, so as far as, like, the recruiting, you know, it's it's always ultimately up to the child, you know, up to the guy that comes in. Um, but when they get there, I think, you know, they have to understand that, you know, everything is up to you now. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything is ultimately up to you. You're on your own. You have to have a certain level of mentality, you know, and mental strength to get through that. But not everybody has that, you know? So Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, maybe, you know, um, he could probably be better at finding mentally tougher kids. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, again, I'm not the one to go with their recruiting class or anything like that because, again, I mean, I've paid attention, you know, but I haven't really, like, thoroughly paid attention like a lot of other people, you know. But when they get there, they just have to be – the kids, the guys have to be mentally stronger, you know what I'm saying? And I think ultimately, like, if it's my personal opinion, a lot of these kids are mentally weak now, weaker than what they used to be you know, back in my era. And I'm not knocking any kids now because there are select few that are, like, since some of these high school games, like, you know. Um, so it's – it's. I think that's a big thing. I think that's just the main thing, you know. Like, maybe just find some mentally tougher kids. But, again, that's not – that's not up to them. That's up to the parents mm-hmm. that are raising these kids. That's up to the AAU program that's brainwashing these kids. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I want to take a different approach when I have my own AAU team because, like, you got to understand AAU is a million-dollar, like, not just a million, but it's a million-dollar business. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a business at the end of the day. And people make, people turn that into a business because they see they see kids as money now. Mm-hmm. Well, now when they say uh, when they whisper in that kids here, oh man, you know, like K State might be it, you know, or, or Oklahoma State or Kansas might be it, you know, let's get that bag in Kansas. Like, no, that's not how it should be done. Mm-hmm. You should be prepping these kids. We're saying, all right, now you about to be on your own. Don't call us for don't call it like you could call you can call me crying and everything about you know you not playing or whatnot. But what are you going to do after that? You know what I'm saying? Coach got on you. You think you had a bad practice. Okay, how can you recover from that? Don't let one turn to two, two turn to four, four turn to eight. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have that mental strength to say, okay, you gotta look back and say, all right, Weber got on me about not being positive. Well, why wasn't I positive? What what led up to me not being positive that day in practice? Why am I tired? You know, what is what is what is the reason that I'm tired? Am I 
Am I am I hanging around with girls too much? You know, am I eating too much taco lucha? Like, you know, am I eating too much umis? Like, you know, <laughs> like really though, like you gotta you gotta reevaluate yourself, and you can't let the outside you know influencers, not outside influencers, but in, environment, you can't let that dictate you. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing I ultimately learned. You know, being on my spiritual journey, it's just like you can't let the outside environment like dictate how you are on the inside. So it it's everything is a choice. Everything is a choice. And I think it's ultimately up to that kid to make that choice in his mind. Like, okay, I didn't play, I didn't play well this game. So I sat and I only played for nine minutes. Why did I not why did I not play? Why did I only play for nine minutes? Well, you know, you didn't die. You like Weber like Weber called me out. Well, you didn't die for that loose ball. Like you didn't die for that loose ball that was going out of bounds. So the other team got it and they scored a layup off of it. Like, or you made an ill-advised pass, got a turnover, and you didn't run back. Like those are that it's just a little details that you have to, you know, go through in your mind to um to re like I said, reevaluate yourself and what you're doing. You know, and I think that's one thing that I did that um that made me the player that I am today. You know, sometimes like especially my sophomore year, like I wanted to play more, you know, but maybe I was I wasn't ready at the time, you know, and I would I would talk to Angel and Adrian and Sean because we were all roommates and we would talk. We would talk about our problems. We would sit there and <laughs> Adrian Diaz hated it, bro. He hated it. <laughs> but after practices or after after games, like Angel would say, all right, family time. And we would go into the living room and we would just talk. You know what I'm saying? Like we would voice out, you know, our opinions, our problems, you know, anything like that. And I remember Adrian did not want to do that. <laughs> Adrian did not want to do that. Because at the time, Adrian was kind of going through it the most. You know what I'm saying? Because he wasn't playing. You know, I was playing more than he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was a it was a tricky moment. It was a tricky time for him. So, um, but yeah, that's just, I think that's the difference for it all. Like, you got to reevaluate yourself. And then have that mental, that mental toughness to, you know, for that next practice or the next game, after you go through your mind and everything, okay, I need to do this, this, and that. Apply it now. Apply it now. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the biggest thing. Awesome. Gip, you've been a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you taking time with me. We'll end it with this. If there was one thing that you missed the most about Kansas State, just being in the locker room, the grind, all that stuff, what do you miss most about being a Wildcat? Uh, huh. The friendships. The friendships, uh, the camaraderie, you know, um, where everybody's all doing, you know, different things right now, you know, and um, you just, you just grow up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, you just grow up, you know, Nino got family, Shane's a coach, you know, Tay's doing his thing, you know, I'm doing my thing, you know, J.O.'s doing his thing, everybody's doing their own things. And, you know, just to go back and maybe like, always be in that huddle again, you know, strolling down Aggieville, you know, with our heads up high, you know, after a great win, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Going into, you know, a bar and just chilling, you know, like Mac and hanging, like 
Like, those are the little things I miss. You know what I'm saying? Like, basketball is basketball. That don't stop for anybody, you know. Um, but the, it's just the friendships, maybe, you know, because sometimes you could lose that, you know, as life goes on. You know, especially, like I said, now that everybody's, you know, trying to do their own thing and set a foundation up for themselves, you know, you kind of get distant from a lot of people. And that's cool, you know, um, but we all know, like, we're brothers at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, we all going to get together one. I mean, we still get together in the summer for the most parts, you know, but some people are busier than others. So uh, I think that's maybe the biggest thing I miss. You know, um, I miss Taco Lucha. i miss lucha a lot you know um but i think that's 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 pretty much it bro i wouldn't change anything or do anything different awesome i appreciate you joining me once again man uh it's always nice talking to you and i look forward to uh you know keeping in touch with you man yes sir for sure i really really appreciate you having me on your platform like this and taking the time to talk to me as well thank you yep thank you man of course that was thomas gibson former wildcat uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at 10 of 12 podcast. You can stay up to date with everything going on around the Big 12. Other than that, I am Ryan Gilbert. Thank you so much for spending part of your day listening to this episode of the 10 of 12 podcast. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.